The endless supply of mania and panic cannot be overstated and the markets are going wild. You came here for the truth. Back at it and I want to thank you for being here today. My setup is a little awkward, but bear with me as I go on to the next level. What we are looking at today is so important. The three things that I want to cover, number one, are the endless volatility every single day. I'm looking at the news, I'm bringing it to you, and it's crazier and crazier, it seems. The second is overdone. Could it get any worse? Is this really what we're talking about here at this time? And the third is the debt collector. They're coming at you in a different way. All of that and more. Let's begin. Okay, so let's begin right here. It was not so good of a day for the stock market. You could see red, red, red all around, particularly with those who have not performed well over the last little while. You're seeing the Russell on the right-hand side here, essentially small caps just getting pounded down. The market started to do well during the early part of the session and then got hammered down in the second half. Now, if you look here at this article, it's just telling you what you probably already know. Travel stocks were the biggest losers following the news that came out. You're talking about American Airlines and Delta and so on. The cruise lines, the retailers, all of the same information that we've been seeing for a while over the last, let's say, two years or so. Now, what has happened, the bigger news, in fact, is what the Federal Reserve has said. We've heard from other Fed presidents and other people connected with the Fed and what they plan on doing in this and that, but we've never heard Powell utter the words. Maybe we should retire the word transitory, and it actually happened. So of course, if you haven't seen that video yet, you've got to take a look. It's on my channel just maybe yesterday, the day before. And now what we are seeing is the Federal Reserve having a big change happening. Quote, right now, here at, at the bottom, we have been thinking that the markets were in a win-win situation. If the current situation that I can't talk about here on the channel is not a big problem, then we are fine. If it's a big problem, the Fed will come to the rescue with even more dovishness. Now they're saying that they're going to tighten because of all of these situations. Powell has turned everything on its head. I mean, the guy is upset because he thought, it was going to be easy money forever. But if you look at the history and understand what the Federal Reserve is, the head of the snake, I mean, people need to realize and wake up that they create the boom and bust cycle when it's at peak optimism. That's when the markets start to fall. Doesn't mean it's going to happen today, but it will happen at peak optimism. That's always the way it is. All right. They're just you know, a sell-off in tech essentially saying the conundrum. Bulls keep saying the consumer is strong, but premature Fed tightening is the great killer of bull markets. Premature. Anyway, so buy the dip is getting tougher to argue. We'll talk more about this in a second, about the consumer. I've got some charts that I want to show you. You got to hang with me, okay? I, I, there's a method to the madness, I promise. CEOs and insiders sell a record $69 billion of their stock, and the year isn't over yet. But as the CNBC article declares, 
you don't have to worry because it's made up of a few big names like Elon Musk. While that is absolutely true, it doesn't change the fact that we are up significantly at this time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's part of their predetermined plans, but they knew already. The insiders know what's going to happen. They say, well, we're going to buy back stock on this day and this day and this day, and we know exactly the result of that in their particular stock. They, they can't tell what's going to happen in other stocks, but they know what's going to happen in their own stocks. And basically, it's all been the same. Looking at what has happened historically, we get into some wacky things because, believe it or not, we are far, far, I almost said the word advanced, but certainly in, in advanced in craziness. Uh, then 1929, then the year 2000, then the financial crisis, and so on. The Fed is the fundamentals. The bottom line is investors are paying more and getting less compared to 1999. The graph below shows numerous measures. Evaluations are at extremes except for three. Those in the green shading use comparisons of stock prices to interest rates. They're fairly valued. Okay, you could look at that. All I want to show you today is 1929, 2008, 2000. Uh, every single other boom and bust cycle have shown us that this same thing happens. And while it's not the exact same, the cycle essentially repeats. It's a sine wave and it moves through, it moves up and it moves down. And it's going to be a different catalyst but there are always elements that are important to notice. Take a look at this. By the way, both of these were from Real Investment Advice. Just going through, pulling up the data. 1999, 2001, what's different? Some things are you know, relatively the same, a little less growth, and that's, you know, I don't even want to talk about the calculation of GDP growth, especially as it, you know, over the last two years, but anyway, just taking a look at this, real earn yield, government debt to GDP, private debt to GDP, and you know, you go down the percentage of the population, you know, you've got demographic problems right now that you didn't have before or as, as bad as it was before, um, and just go through it, okay? We have a very different situation and not in a good way. That's very clear to me. Then we have this. Retail sales all around you today. We are seeing a situation, and I was going to save this for the end, but let me show you right now. This is what downtown San Francisco looks like right now. And you're seeing some very big names, okay? Like Burberry is here, and we go down, and they're basically just showing you. I thought one of them was interesting. Dior is in here. This one store, I can't read the name from here, but you know they're boarded up, but it says we are open. <laughs> just to make sure everybody knows, hey, this is not closing. We're here, we just see what's happening and there's just mass casualties in terms of theft and so on. And it gives us a little bit of insight as to what's happening in the real economy, the real economy because it's not, absolutely not, what we're seeing in some of the data. If you agree with me on that statement, 
that the numbers just don't add up, hit that thumbs up button. Support this channel at the same time. When you hit the thumbs up button, you're notifying people that are unaware of the Money GPS of what's happening here. This video will go to them in the recommendations. So I do appreciate that very much. Look at this. US retail sales are 15.5% and 63 months ahead of the pre-2020 trend. Can you see that line there? I hope you can. I could zoom in, I will do that right there. That's as close as it gets. But essentially we're moving up to a level after coming down significantly, calling it being bull whipped. The supply chains are being bull whipped. And excess demand gap where current sales is greater than the trend is the fundamental problem with the global supply chains. That's a small part of the story. But anyway, let me show you what they have here. We know, by the way, that you know there is an issue going on with, with the shipping, logistics. There's no doubt about that. But there's much more depth to it. U.S. real retail sales are 8.6% and 54 months ahead of the pre-2020 trend. Okay? And core capital goods are 14.6% above its pre-2020 trend. It's always up and down but we've never seen anything like this before. Much of what's happening here, I believe, is not because, you know, let's say China shut down for a little while, the lockdowns and restrictions created a delay. Okay, that would have delayed it for four weeks, for six weeks, for two months. I mean, we are in this thing I mean, I just, whenever I think about it, I mean, how long has it been? Okay? It's been too long. But anyway, the point here is that you've got all of this happening. All of this. And people right now are taking action. They're buying in bulk. They're buying for what they need next year. They're buying things like whatever, food and generators and um, supplies and all these things that they never would have done previously. They never would have done this. And so the same thing is happening with businesses. They're going in and they're saying, okay, all right, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We got messed up the last time. We're going to go buy and triple and quadruple of this particular product. And so everybody's doing that. Businesses are doing that. Individuals are doing that, and it is having an impact. Certainly, the demand is there, but we're pulling demand from the future. It's not as if some people, by the way, have a lot more money and are spending. But if you're investing in your Amazon stock, or you're you know you're buying that seven shares of Amazon, that doesn't have an effect on the supply chains. But if you're buying all types of consumer goods, different story. But it seems like, you know. For some, the sales aren't actually up in some places. You know, that's just, it's just the way it is. But I what I'm trying to say is there's there's two sides to this story, okay? All right. My my favorite, I know yours as well, Janet Yellen. She claims that Biden's $1.7 trillion spending plan will actually reduce annual deficits. 
Janet, I love you. I love you. I love you dearly, Janet. What the heck are you talking about? I, I, what? Really? I don't have, if you know what, please, I got no words. I got no words, Janet. It's okay. Let's move it on quickly. Manufacturing PMI. PMI drops to an 11 month low amid softer demand conditions and material shortages. We will see anything above 50 is considered positive. Anything below 50 is a contraction. Right now, of course, we are above that, but heading down. Are we entering a new recession? Is this because of the lockdowns? All of that, it looks like that could be part of it. But of course, so many things are happening today. It is not linear. And now the debt situation. Thought robocalls were bad. Now debt collectors can, can legally DM you on social media too. So they're going to come to your door. They're going to knock on the door. They're going to call your phone. They're going to send you messages on your social media too. What's next? Okay. There's going to be that, you know, when you get into the metaverse, they're going to be following you around the metaverse. I mean, is this what's happening when they put phones in front of, you know, an inch in front of everybody's face? Anyway, you know, I just, I look at this and I just see uh, dystopia. I mean, I don't, I don't know the right word to use, but it's just a, it's a future that doesn't look so bright. I, I think people want to look at a lot of people. I was recently talking to somebody who was talking to somebody about having uh, where they live, where it's basically cottage country and everybody around them is preparing. They got the chickens and they got the, the you know, different types of food available. They've got land. They're getting ready. And then at the opposite, complete opposite end of the spectrum, you've got the big cities like this that in, in my opinion are eroding. If you agree, Hit that thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the thumbs down. Let me know. Let me know why. Let's talk about it in the comment section below. Okay. If you appreciate the information, again, support the channel with a like. And if you haven't seen this video yet, you definitely want to check it out. So just click it and I'll see you there.